As always, today's episode is brought to you by Julia Hampton and Julia E. Hampton CPA. Jason, Julia has been your, and I mean your, trusted source for local tax preparation, payroll, and business services for more than 20 years. Look, accounting has the word count in it. And right now, all over the country, there's a lot of counting going on. A lot of really contested counting. Topical. And when you have counting, you need a plan for how things are going to get counted. And Julia Hampton is going to have your tax strategy, your money counting plan for 2019. So call her this very day, 816-554-0394. Tell her Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norber, and as always, I am joined by a man who is full up with all kinds of weird Marian power. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Good morning, Nick. By the power vested in me by the almighty interwebs, I can marry people now. And I just did on Saturday. It was pretty cool, Jason. You went to Southwest Missouri and married your cousin. Well, Southeast Kansas. But yeah, that's kind of the story. <laughs> you know, I had to tell Mrs. It. Link to to stop telling it that way because it, it, it feels a little weird. It, well, you know, it does for a couple generations <laughs> and it's fine. Hey, it, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I think, I, I hope it meant a lot to, to my cousin and the family. It was kind of neat to, uh, to have that perspective during a wedding, you know, not sitting in the the chairs of the pews, but to, to be up front was a little weird. Yeah. The last time I was up front at a wedding, I don't remember much of anything. And at the end of it, apparently I got married. So I must've done it. All right. <laughs> all right. So link to Lee summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today are necessary drinks. Is that because of the and necessary roughness? The drinks this week are very necessary. So, Jason Alrighty. has had a rough week, folks, and it's only Please Tuesday. send your emails of condolence. Yeah, please send your emails of condolence to nick at linktoleesummit.com. <laughs> hey, a few exciting things coming out of City Hall and, well, let's just say the downtown city-related offices. Is, that was something. That was something. That was truly something. All right, so this week... At City Council, which has happened, I think, briefly before we went, we have we're recording this, but we don't have, we have not watched it. But there was an ordinance, the second reading of the ordinance for the new library, which will go over on Blue Parkway near the Lee Summit Medical Center. Um, this is the this is Lee Summit's third library, joining the one, the original Lee Summit branch over off 50 Highway, and the Colburn Road branch, which is shockingly on Colburn Road. Uh, and, and it's out there. So this is kind of an entertaining. So it's on the consent agenda tonight uh, because it has come through. It went through planning commission. We got a unanimous vote there. It got unanimously approved on the first reading last week at council. And this week at council is back up for a second reading, but that can go through on the consent agenda. It's just a little piece of process to work. For, for. anyone who says libraries aren't relevant anymore, I give you the city of Lee Summit. People probably don't realize, Jason, you and I, we have a friend who works in the, in the public library system. People probably don't realize what he told us, that Lee Summit, our branches are among the most active, if not the most active, in the Mid-Continent Public Library system. Our family library card rarely has fewer than like 25 books checked out on it. 
So we are a, a voracious uh, utilizer of the library. So I'm all for a third branch and I'm really for the expansion and, and improved facilities that are coming down the pike at my Colburn Road Branch. And, you know, just last week we had to go to the library for election and my son was very excited. He likes to go with me to vote, but really what he was excited about this time. Hey dad, while we're there, let's get some more books. Yep. So there you go. Library is coming. I got another piece of entertaining process, which I know is probably an oxymoron of its own thing, but we're going to talk about it very briefly. There was an emergency ordinance on this evening's agenda to do some repairs to the stormwater pipes uh, at the at the the Hy-Vee, between the Hy-Vee East and the Hy-Vee gas station that's right next to it. Uh, and, and they showed pictures on there of the, the pipe, which is supposed to be round and of a certain size, and the picture shows it to be rather swooshed, um, which I think is a scientific term that we're gonna use. So an emergency ordinance is actually something that was mentioned in the charter amendments that we voted on a year and a half ago. Um, when the charter and part of the charter a amendments longer were than that, a year and a half. I know it does. It, it time has and flown is not the right word, but it's a year and a half ago now. Um, the when the charter through they came um, part of the rules that the that the commission recommended and the voters approved was that essentially every ordinance or resolution that came through had to be over two weeks. Right, the first reading was on a one week, and the second reading was on another week. And there are exceptions to those rules. Uh, one of them is in the nature of what's called an emergency ordinance. So when there is a, a public need that is determined to be an emergency, in this case, we have a failing stormwater drainage system. That's not good. Um, the city can then just have that in one week. They post it. It has to be posted at a time. It has to be on the agenda. They can put it on the agenda get it done in a, in a much more quick fashion than having to go through committees or have multiple weeks of readings. So, and I'm assuming the council has passed that and is going to spend the chunk of money necessary to get that worked out so that we don't have some weird back flooding or a sinkhole open up at the Hy-Vee on Lakes. And in another note that we may come back to next, next week, since we are recording this before the city council meeting, Jason, Pay and classification came up yet again, but it looks like maybe maybe we're taking care of a few things. Yeah, there there seemed to be um, so. There's a pre on the agenda this evening. There's a presentation from staff and and the work that they've on the work that they've been doing, as well as a resolution to adopt some of the recommendations at least that were made. And and we took a quick look at the presentation. There were uh, there was to be planned for a five percent across the board. Uh, pay raise for what they call the core general employees and then some shuttling around they're going to create some new classifications and get people fit into those and take care of some issues with the money that they had already allocated for increased wages we're not going to talk about it any more than that tonight um, because we want to hear what the council had to say and what the final outcome was um, and then we will probably assuming it warrants discussion uh, for the discussion we'll have it back on our air next week so that's all the boring council business. And now, what do we got next? Some boring, I mean, exciting real estate and economic development news. And earlier, when I alluded to things coming out of City Hall and the surrounding offices, uh, some news from the Lee Summit Economic Development Council. Jason, a big, giant chunk of industrial space is now off the market. Mid-States Distributing has purchased the former Toys R Us distribution facility. 
in South Lee Summit, and they will now be taking that over. This is a, an interesting company. They do the distribution for farm and ranch suppliers all around the country and even up into Canada. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, I mean, just to give you an idea of how big this is, this building is something on the order of like seven times the size of the new Walmart down off of 150, 750,000 square feet of space. It is a giant, giant structure, and having it full here is something that's really useful, I think, for, for Lee Summit and, uh, and economic development in general. So it's worthy of celebrating. Hooray! And now, Jason, an apology. We failed you we, last week. We failed the people. We, we uh, are... Our taco review board was on hiatus for a while. And then we finally got it going again. But last week, we forgot to give the results. We forgot to tell the people about the tacos that we ate. It's true. And this time, we chose, we went away from the high-end, hoity-toity, fancy restaurant, all kinds of weird stuff tacos, and we went straight into American Mexican food, and we went to the taco. I went back to my roots, Jason. I went home. And to go along with my taco, my plain, normal American taco, I got my favorite thing from Taco Villa that I have enjoyed for much of my life, the taco burger. I have to say now, Oddly enough, I grew up uh, a large portion of my formative years were spent over on the Kansas side of the state line, and there was a taco via in the mall next door. And literally, we're talking next door from where I lived at the time, and I ate at the taco via, and I had never had either the taco burger or the taco dog in all those years. And I, years. I, I, I cannot understand why you would keep such a thing out of your life. But I let the taco dog into my life at our thing and it was an interesting experience i have to say it's like a chili dog but taco flavored it is the most horrendous most glorious thing you can ever have it is literally the kind of food that you would at a moment like set up on a day this is what a mix of taco taco. this is what american boys and girls need taco burgers Taco dog. Taco burger. And you got to slather on so, a lot of that good taco sauce too. Right. And so I will say we, we went and we ate them and, and they are very much in the tradition of the American Mexican sort of cuisine um, down that very line of fast food type tacos. But that's a good thing, right? There's a, there's a taste for everybody and there's a piece and they execute that quite well. There's plenty of meat plenty of lettuce and cheese their salsa's got a little bite to it it's a pretty tasty little thing makes a good taco at the end there may have to be more in my life again no is that like after all these years you've gone back you've been you've been on the wagon for all this time and you fell off the wagon i kind of, I kind of feel like that's exactly there. what it is is that you know i i for some reason i quit cold all turkey future and uh now we've now we've seen my future so anyway if you're looking for me in the next few weeks i'm Probably going to be sitting in a booth at Taco Villa. Having a taco All burger. future taco review boards. All future taco review boards will be Taco <laughs> Villa. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back in the future weeks with more taco reviews, 
uh, for more restaurants. We're going to try to get back on these things as best we can, which means Nick and I have to get our uh, non-work lives organized in a way that we can meet and eat more tacos. Jason, this week we don't have our uh, usual traditional interview. Instead, I want to play some audio from a presentation uh, given by Dave Eames, owner of Fossil Forge Design, as part of Global Entrepreneurship Week in Kansas City. Dave offered a presentation on scaling as a maker. So in this, Dave talks a little bit about developing his business over the past few years and, and growing it to what it is today. And and if you don't know about Fossil Forge and you don't know Dave, this thing is taking off and he is making pieces for, for people all over the country. It's, it's pretty cool to see this little old building in, in downtown Lee Summit doing as much work as it is. It is. And I think, you know, Dave is a, a, a radical success story. I mean, not, and it wasn't overnight either. He had been running his business out of his garage on his part-time on his own time for a long stretch before he went out on his own. And then before he got the space there in downtown Lee summit. And, and so it's not like, you know, a switch flipped and he was suddenly radically all this success that happens. But I think he is a great example of the challenges that are presented to entrepreneurs and, and small businesses, basically solo businesses like Nick is running or like I have run in the past about how to, how to grow and what do you do when you get to the point where your business is more successful than you can feed all by yourself. You can't, you know, do, how do you keep the hours and the business and the things and continue the quality of the work while expanding and reaching a broader and broader audience? It's a, it's a tricky challenge and one that a lot of people really stumble over. And I think Dave's perspective on this is worthwhile. And, and, and on top of that, it's a great story too about somebody who just decides it's time, it's time to go after their passions to, to do what they are passionate about. I think when, when, when people think about having their own business, starting their own thing, it's, it's, it's doing something that they love and Dave truly loves what he does. And if you don't know Dave, you should, cause he's also a world-class nice guy. Yeah, I know. And, and petty, petty, awful humans that we are, you know, while we love Dave, D- Dave is like the worst cause he's like, you know, nice, and good at his job and successful and like a pillar in the community and all these things. And it's just, it's just awful. And I'm filled with jealous rage every time I think about him. Agreed. Enjoy hearing Dave talk. Here he is. Because of GEW and Velocity Lee Summit. All right, and then my, next, my last official business is this day. Dave, and he's going to talk about Fossil Forge and what he's doing and how he's grown from this space to another space. So take it over. Okay, sure. <clears throat> well, thank you guys for coming tonight. It's nice to see everybody here. Uh, 
you know, we did this event last year, and uh, we do a lot of sort of like this where we talk to people about what, what it's like to run a small business, uh, what it's like to have a career and a life as an artist. And I'm always really excited to, to at least share our story with people out there about how this came to be to this point. Fossil Forge was started back in 2002. Uh, we moved here to downtown Lee Summit at that time. And uh, we're fortunate to find a really cool old house that had a fantastic uh, detached garage, which when I saw the house, I just was drooling over this space that I knew I could turn into an art studio, a sculpture studio. So the, the company was basically born then. I, I was still working full time as a, a graphic artist at the Kansas City Star at, at that point. Uh, but I didn't go into work until the evenings. So I had all this precious, amazing time during the day where I could do this. My kids were in school, my wife was at work. So I just started teaching myself how to weld, how to work with wood, how to work with steel. Uh, I always had a design background, so seeing things in my head, was it was always there. It was just a matter of making it come out of my hands. Uh, so for the, few, for the next few years, I just toiled in the garage, and uh, I'd get jobs from people, I would go to art fairs, Sometimes I'd have a successful weekend and sell everything at an art fair and feel like I was the next great thing. And then the next week, I'd go to another art fair and I wouldn't sell anything. <laughs> so it was a humbling experience for me on the business side, but also on just the, you know, kind of where am I? What, what, what does the future hold for a company like this? Uh, about five or six years ago, uh, I had some health issues uh, that really changed the course of my life in some ways. I lost both my parents in a matter of months, uh, and that was really kind of, in my, in my view, the universe telling me it's time to make a change. So I, I jumped away from a full-time job with health insurance and a good salary and, and uh, just my friends and all of that to, to this. And to this day, with the exception of uh, marrying my wife, it was probably the biggest decision, the best decision I ever made uh, in my life. So. That was in 2013, and uh, a couple years later, after the, the company just started to really flourish, once I could, could give my full attention to it, uh, we had an opportunity to buy a building, which is where we're standing today. So between myself and, and a couple of business partners up front, uh, we bought this building, which had been on the market for six years. No one had bought it yet, and it was amazingly still here, even though downtown Lee Summit was a pretty hot real estate market. And look at this space today. I mean, this, this was like kind of made for the kind of work that we do. So uh, when I walked in the door that day to look at the building, it was like, that's all I needed to see. And uh, we didn't care about Because I knew if we could get in here, it could, it could transform the company. So Fossil Forge, some people ask me about what the name means. Uh, my dad was a paleontologist. Uh, he worked for a, a Standard Oil in Amico. And he spent every day of his career looking through a microscope at fossilized pollen. And uh, that was important to Amico because that told them where oil was. So uh, the word fossil is sort of a, a nod to my, my dad and mom. My mom was a zoologist uh, who loved all animals, but she loved turtles. So the logo in Fossil Forge is a prehistoric sea turtle, which is kind of a nice nod to both of my parents who, unfortunately, symbolism for what they meant to me. So 
2015 comes around, uh, we buy the building, we move in here. Uh, I, I luckily got a couple of commissions, which really helped fuel uh, and give money to some things we were looking forward to down the road. Uh, the next year, I hired Ben Wine here, who's, who's a business partner in Fossil Forge. Uh, and Ryan joined us earlier this year, and I've got another part-time artist who works with us. So there's really four of us trying to make an impact in our little corner of the world here, but we also do work for companies around the country. So things were chugging along super nice, and uh, last year Ben was able to uh, buy another building here in downtown Lee Summit, and uh, we decided to, to jump into retail, which, you know, you look around, you, you read anything, don't go into retail, bricks, bricks and mortars, uh, but we noticed by once we had the shop here, how many people were coming in wanting to buy things. They wanted to support a local small business. Uh, they liked what we did, and so we set up a small display behind you to, to address that demand. So that sort of fueled us, so when Ben had, ben has, had an opportunity to get this built, you know what, why don't we open up a retail shop uh, and set it up a little bit like we do in here where people love to come in and see things, how things are made, they love to see projects that they don't even have an interest in, they still enjoy looking at them. We thought, you know, let, let's open up this store and maybe that'll drive business down to the shop. Maybe we'll sell a lot more of this and that. And that's sort of our plan going forward. So we're in the last couple of months of getting the store up and ready for occupancy and we're going to fill it with uh, a lot of amazing things. It's called uh, Local Foundry, and the genesis of that name is uh, the word foundry, of course, is a, is a similar thing to Forge. It's, it's making something out of something else. And then local, we want it to really represent the best of our community. And when we say community, we don't necessarily mean Lee Summit. We want it to be a regional destination for people. I want them to come in the store and find items they're never going to find anywhere else. And once it's sold, that's it. There's not only being made just like it, there'll be something else in this place. Plus, the word foundry has a really nice connotation to uh, Ben and I's uh, addiction to cool old things. So if you look around the walls in here, you see old signage and funky and just weird bizarre store too. Because we want people to come in and maybe not just look for a, a gift item, maybe they're interested because they saw a really piece of furniture that's made out of something, or here's a light fixture that looks like an old Jeep grill. Uh, we want to mix all of that into, into the store, which is where the name comes from. And we're completely aware of the, of the travails of, of running a retail business now. We've talked to numerous folks in downtown Lee Summit, many of which are very successful over many years, through recessions, through streets, streetscape changes, uh, all of the whims of our economy, and you know, what is it that have made, has, have made it work? And the answers to that are pretty simple if people listen. It's good customer service, it's creating a really good experience, it's, it's being a destination. And we're hoping that's what the store is going to do. And if that can help funnel business down here to the shop, someone might come in and they might see a cut metal sign and say, hey, I love, I love an anniversary gift for my wife. Could you guys make us one of those? We hope they see it up there, and then it drives business down here. So it's really 
a couple of companies that are on the same bike just pedaling along, and that's uh, that's that's our, our main goal. So that's kind of the story of how we're here. I've got a uh, up front here. We've got our design desk in the front of this building, which is really where all of this begins. That's the the business side of the company, all the money stuff, which I'm terrible at. That's why I got that and other folks here to help. Um, that all happens up there, but that's where the conceptual things happen that people come to us for. Uh, I like to tell people there, there's a, there's a thousand more people who are good at building things out of wood than I am. There's a lot more people good at building things out of metal than I am. But the thing that can separate us apart is the idea and the, the sort of process to get that done. Because we all know somebody who's got a zillion ideas but they haven't worked on them or haven't really taken a step toward that. Uh, that's what I want to give people when they come in here. Uh, so we take on projects that we have no idea how we're going to do. Uh, people will turn and walk out the door and we'll look at each other and we'll how are we, we going to get this done? And that is an unbelievably exciting part of our day. Uh, we rarely make the same thing twice, which is a problem solver's dream. And uh, you know that, that, that's a really fun part about coming into work here. I mean, Ben, would you agree yeah. on that, that sort of side of it? That's the most important thing is coming in every day and it's something different, something new, new and challenging. It's something in old jobs that have had repetitiveness is what really killed my soul. So coming in here is, <laughs> is really, really been good, so. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of thing that we want people to feel so when they hire us for a job, and you know, we're fortunate enough to work for big companies and, and plenty of small businesses. It's really opened my eyes to the marketplace of we all just kind of move money around between our companies within five miles of downtown Lee Summit, let's say. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's the way things used to work. Right. And in many ways, that's kind of how we're heading back to. You've got giant computers that are moving stuff around the globe and shipping stuff. But man, there's this really cool new layer that is calling on all the good things of how the marketplace used to be. We're all coming back together, which is kind of a cool thing. So uh, that's our story. I'm happy to, if you guys have any questions about any of that, I'm happy to answer them. And otherwise, you're, you're welcome to look around the store here a little bit or the, or the shop. We've got a lot of things out that we're working on this week. But I'd also like to invite you guys, if you have a few extra minutes, to walk up the street. If you're interested in seeing the local foundry, which is, is, uh, which is our retail store, uh, we're going to open the doors and have it open this evening, too, if you'd like to see it. Will you take a few minutes to talk about some of the different projects you're working on? Sure. So a, a big part of our business, obviously, is building things for people. Uh, we make a lot of furniture. We make a lot of signs. We build sculpture. We do railings. We do fences. Uh, a lot of different kinds of signage. So actually, on the table here today is a good example of um, some signage that we're working on this week. This is a, a new sign. This is just the bones of it. For Metric Salon here in downtown Lee Summit, so it's their highlights their big scissor on the logo here. So this is this is under construction. Um, the big red arrow out here is going to be turned vertically and will be on the front of our new store. So it'll be a throwback to a really cool animated sign, flashing bulbs, catch people's attention. Uh, we want people to see our store and think, what the heck is this place? Uh, I know Ben and I are huge believers in quality materials and doing things the way it used to be. Uh, so if we can stay away from sort of vinyl and some of the newer things we do, we want to build things the way craftsmen have been doing it for 100 years. 
These are some examples of channel letters, and these are all handmade that Ben's been working on. These will have a, a neon tube on the inside. So even though neon is, is, is undergoing a great resurgence in the, in the country, uh, a lot of people think it's, it, it's an expensive or high maintenance thing, and it's not. And we want to use these signs to kind of show people that, hey, these, these materials that worked great for 75 years, I don't know who threw away the playbook, <laughs> but we found it, and we're bringing it back to make some cool stuff. <laughs> Uh, we do a lot of memorial and, and things that honor people. We've done several sculptures around town. Uh, this is a, just a prototype here uh, that we're going to show some clients. They're doing a butterfly garden for parents that have lost children. Mm -hmm. So this, is just, this helps us too because we can create something and figure out, you know, is there enough room here to put the person's name and maybe a quote? But it also lets the client kind of see the material and understand kind of how this is going to look in space. And this is a fun project because we're working with the architects up front to uh, work into their design, a really beautiful butterfly garden that will be year-round. So these sway in the wind, and it's a nice way to remind them of their, um, their lost children. Uh, toward the back here, we've got a lot of stuff that we, we're, we're cutting out. This week, this is for, um, we're doing this stuff for Small Business Saturday, so it's a variety of metal uh, ornaments and things that you might have for decoration or in your garden. So this is stuff that, you know, in anticipation of sort of a couple of big shopping days coming up, we're working on a variety of things. So one of the folks that work here, we're cutting these pieces out on our plasma cutter, and then she worked to clean them all up, and they're going to be in different levels of some will be rusted, some will be painted, some will be distressed, some will be natural seal, so people have a nice choice when they come, in, come into the store. But yeah, if you look around the, the shop here, we have a nice mix of the latest high-tech equipment, like this CNC router over here, uh, which can cut all kinds of materials, to we've got a 120-year-old anvil and forge and, and all of the blacksmithing equipment that you might see from years ago. So it really depends. Or sometimes we have a project that mixes and matches technologies from many decades apart. And that's usually a fun thing to work on. Most of the material in the middle of the shop here is uh, in metal and wood equipment that just help us get the job done. Much of it is very old. Uh, you might recognize some of it from shop class in high school. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of this is kind of gone away from you know, modern day curriculums, but the machinery is just, is just as great today as it was in 1955, so. The machine that's behind you said that you just got? Yep. You talk about investing in something and like the ROI that you've had on something like that kind of a machine for yourself and your business? Sure. <laughs> this was uh, the most expensive machine we bought from the shop. So earlier this year, uh, as we were getting more and more uh, requests for different signage and furniture and other things, we decided to make the investment in a machine like this, which cost $25,000, uh, which is a lot of money for our overall uh, income that we make every year in the shop. But the minute we bought it, we started getting orders from people, because once we let them know it was in the shop, heck, we even had other sign companies around Kansas City who immediately started sending work our way. So I think like the first week we made over $1,000 just doing work for other people. And uh, so you quickly see a nice pathway to pay off a machine like this. 
and uh, it hasn't really stopped. And that was in June when we got this. And uh, you know, Ben's the primary operator of this machine, and he's he's probably running this four out of the five days that he's in the shop. And it's nice because we've gotten a couple of projects this fall that we would not have gotten if we didn't have this machine. And uh, a couple of them were large-scale projects that the ability to tell somebody on the phone that, yes, we can make that, hang up, and then we know we can confidently do it. Could have done that six months ago, let alone a year ago. So, yeah, that's been a, that's been a nice asset. As a matter of fact, this later this, this year, December, we're going to buy a larger uh, plasma cutter, which is, it's hard to see, but there's a machine over in the corner here. And a plasma cutter, uh, we used to cut steel, mild steel. So we're going to make another large investment to buy a better machine that will help us it cuts quicker, cuts cleaner, and will help us cut down to some of the labor side of the building things to replace the one that's had a great life. It's given us so much, but but we're going to get a, a nicer new machine over here. So yeah, there's there's the, the the exciting part about a growing business is that as we make more income, it's fun to think about how to put that back in. Side and helping pay for things up there or down here, like oh man, we've always wanted a hydraulic this thing of a year. Now, now we can actually start talking about buying it. And if we can do it, you know, with cash and try to make it happen, so we don't take on a lot of debt. Because with a small company like this, it's, it's uh, we're, we're trying to run as lean as we can. Uh, you know, we'll put off a big purchase like that until we know we've got three or four jobs that are helping. So, yeah, that's a good question. We're focusing on entrepreneurs this month in our content, and it's Entrepreneurship Week in Kansas City and across the world. What a good time for us to bring on a new sponsor and partner, Shred Casey. Jason Ryan Waters is one of our local entrepreneurs. His business just keeps growing and expanding. He just took over a huge, huge space in downtown Lee Summit, and he's got more plans to keep this thing going. This theoretically may be about the success of his business, but let's be honest. Ryan is too large for the space he was in, and he needed a larger space simply to fit his giant muscled self in the room. He is he is uh, an intimidating figure. Uh, my wife, Mrs. Linkley Summit, and I are going to start going there for some some workouts and learning to um, not eat all the tacos because that's what we like to do is eat all the tacos. Look, we were both kind of intimidated. I mean, that's Ryan and his staff are all incredibly physically fit. Ryan's about, I think, seven foot five and chiseled. Yeah, he is. He is ready now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there because I know Ryan's gonna listen to this because it's a new ad for him, and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna pose this as a personal challenge. Ryan, hurt that man, punish him, make him suffer for this getting fit because if he's going to get more fit than me i want it to feel awful the whole way i just want that that's done. not very nice so, ryan i know but i'm it's you why <laughs> should i accept nice? it i accept it look he okay. is intimidating looking but he is a an incredibly nice guy he runs a good business that is expanding and everyone be on the lookout there's an announcement coming next month there's going to be a six-week get fit challenge through shred 
$3,000 grand prize, Jason. So maybe you should get involved with this. You get unlimited group classes, a weekly meal plan that comes with a grocery list and a recipe book, discounts on supplement stacks, and and two 3D body scans. With this, I'm going to say that that first body scan will be like the least pleasant thing that you ever undergo. Like just to get the objective realization of, of where you are in relation to where not only do you think you should be, but where you ought to be in the real thing. But for people like me who, you know, in my head, I still think I'm the super skinny kid that went to college and not like, you know, the old gray haired um, roundish guy. Ish. <laughs> it's going to be a sobering scan and picture, but it's probably going to provide me with the motivation I need to get healthy again. That sounds good. All right, guys. So listen up for those as we will have these in the coming weeks, that six week challenge. And in the meantime, if you're looking for some place to get fit, call Ryan and Shred KC. Speaking of great community partners, Jason. How about our friends at Budget Blinds? They have been amongst our longest standing friends of the podcast. And to prove their point about what great partner community partners they are, there's another special event coming up. It's an event with Jason. Are you ready? It's an event with Santa. Santa. So stay tuned to the Budget Blinds and the Link to Lee Summit Facebook pages for an event announcement. This event's going to support Lee Summit Social Services. Amongst our very favorite nonprofits. Amongst our very favorite non nonprofits. Santa's going to be around. He's going to be reading some of his favorite Christmas stories to kids. Kids will have a chance to get their picture taken with Santa and a chance for everyone to donate to Lee Summit Social Services. And another big piece of news about Budget Blinds, the train display is coming back soon. All right. Well, look forward to that. We will uh, see that. And we love the work the Budget Blinds does. They keep bringing uh, people into the store. And not only that, but then they bring them into the community and support our local partners and our needy folks here in the city.